0: Blessings and peace upon you, friends. Thank you for joining me for breaking open the word of God. It is a pleasure to be with you, truly. And our gospel this Sunday is from the first chapter of Mark, verses 40 to 44. And we jump on in. A leper came to Jesus, begged him, and said, If you wish... You can make me clean. And moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it. Be made clean. And the leprosy left him immediately, and the man was made clean. And then, warning him sternly, Jesus dismissed him and said, See that you tell no one anything of this. And so the man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to open, uh, to go abroad anywhere in the town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, but people kept coming to him from everywhere. <laughs> That's This is one of my favorite Gospels. It always brings a smile and just cracks me up because Jesus does this amazing miracle for this man and changes his life, fills him with hope and joy, and then Jesus asks him just one thing, Please, don't tell anyone about this. Keep it to yourself. Okay. And so what does the man do? (laughs) He goes out and tells everyone. (laughs) Jesus did this amazing thing for me. Jesus is the man. He did this for me. (laughs) Oh, my God. It cracks me up. (laughs) Anyway, but of course the man did as you would and I, or me, whatever that is, because we're just made that way. You know, when something amazing and fantastic happens to us and turns our life in a way that's truly amazing, well, we instinctively share it with people. We have to. We tell others about the good news. (laughs) <laughs> this is embarrassing, but like the time I won the lottery, this is a number of years ago. A good friend of mine in Arizona sent me a lottery ticket uh, from Arizona, and it was inside a birthday card for me. Now it's something of a tradition that we do. I've known this guy since high school. So every year we send each other a birthday card and include a lottery ticket, kind of like, haha, kind of thing. So, but this particular lottery ticket was worth, it said $10,000. So I slowly scratched off the numbers trying to meet the three ten thousands so that you can win the ticket, the money. And I got down to five scratch offs. I had two ten thousands and then, you know, a free ticket, one dollar, blah, blah, blah. And as I scratched off that last and final number, what was it? <laughs> yeah, $10,000. I had three of them, and I won the jackpot. Now, I never win anything in my life, so I was ecstatic. The most I've ever won on these kind of tickets, like, you know, 10 bucks, But $10,000? $10, holy cow man, I ran out of my room I told all the priests and the brothers the guys that I live with look at me, rich man I called my friend in Arizona to tell him the good news and of course he was dumbfounded he couldn't believe it sharing in my good fortune wow, it was a great day (laughs) Well, anyway, that evening, after all the hype kind of wore off a bit, I was like, well, how do I get this money, though? Because I'm in Missouri. This is Arizona. So I flipped the card over and looked through all the small print, and there it was. I saw it. It says, To redeem a winning prize. Yep. Mail the original winning lottery ticket to your mama. (laughs) 1327 you're an idiot, Lane. <laughs> Phoenix Arizona OMG <laughs> It was a trick card. It was a fake. I was mortified <laughs> and embarrassed, not only feeling gullible that I fell for it, but all day long, I was out telling people, "Look what I want, 10,000 bucks. I'm a rich man. Oh my God, I called my friend in Arizona, well, the guy that was my friend in Arizona to give it to him, and all he did when he picked up was just laugh. (laughs) Oh my God. Anyway, oh, that night at dinner in my house, one of the guys, one of the priests asked me, it's like, Ron, what are you going to do with all that money? And I told him, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send it to your mama. is what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway, but anyway, that's what we do. That's how we're made and stitched together. When great things happen or we think happen to us, we share it. We get it out. So, of course, the guy in the gospel today healed of his demon Of course, he's going to go and tell everyone about Jesus. And it made me think, though, in your life, do you consider your faith and friendship with Jesus good news? And, And if you do, if that is something in you that you treasure and is awesome, do you share it? You know, is is the presence and the movement of God in your life so amazing and wonderful that you can't stop talking about it to others? Sharing that on social media rather than another picture of your dog? (laughs) I've often thought in my life that my love of the Lord and my faith, it truly is an amazing treasure that I have, a gift I hold very dear, more important than anything else, far, far more important than 10,000 bucks. And yet, I've never gone around with anywhere near the fervor or the joy with that news as I did with that lottery ticket. When's the last time you did? I want to say that probably most of you are kind of scratching your head when. It's probably been a long time, if ever, maybe. And why is that? You know, why aren't we out there as disciples proclaiming and evangelizing and sharing the good news that Jesus is my Lord and Savior? And do you know why I think we don't? For the same reason why so many marriages become lifeless and end in divorce. We've, We've fallen out of love. We haven't given that relationship the time and the attention, the work, that it needs as this living, organic thing we call friendship, or love, or marriage, or discipleship. The connection, the, the, the union between us has grown stale and lifeless. We've fallen into a rut. And the excitement and the joy and the amazement has given way to routine and complacency you know what is there to proclaim or tell others it happens in our human relationships and encounters as well as our spiritual one and that my friends is why we have this amazing season before us called Lent a beautiful time of reflection and retreat to, you know, to go into the garden of our lives and pull up the weeds that block the sun of God from shining, to care for and, and, and to fertilize and prune that beautiful and amazing gift that is your relationship with Jesus Christ to get the flowers budding again, to smell the fragrance of faith that comes from that. And, I mean, who doesn't want that, <laughs> you know? It's why I really do love the season of Lun. It just asks us to pull back, to take account, and to give it some time, give it some of our energy. So friends, I want to take the last few minutes here to give you a quick overview of these 40 days of Lent that is coming up starting this Wednesday, and invite you to join us and move through it together as a prayer family. Okay, so real quick. As most of you know, there are three great pillars holding up the season of Lent, prayer fasting, and almsgiving. They have been with us for 2,000 years in the church, and each of these spiritual disciplines help form and conform our lives closer to Jesus. That's the whole point of Lent. So as we did last year here at the God Minute, we're going to bring these Three pillars together into our Lenten program this year that we're calling the Road to Calvary. So, do you remember a couple months ago we traveled another road during Advent which led us to Bethlehem? Well, our destination this time is not to a crib, but rather a cross. And so each week on our road to Calvary, there's five of them, we're going to highlight one of the five Vincentian virtues to be our focus and guide along the way. Simplicity, humility, meekness, mortification, and zeal five Vincentian virtues and each week we're gonna look at one of them and let it influence and touch our movement throughout the week the virtue will also be reflected in our night prayer that we will offer each week just as we did in Advent except we're also making the night prayer available in video form this year So some reflective music to kind of settle our thoughts before ending our day in our night prayer. It's going to be kind of cool, I think. So stay tuned. And in the meantime, you got a little homework, a little homework, pay attention. (laughs) So for those of you who want to participate in our Road to Calvary together this Lent, you need to go out and get yourself Five smooth stones. Now, I'll be explaining this next Sunday in our video, but St. Vincent de Paul called the five Vincentian virtues the smooth stones of the spiritual life. So we're going to use his analogy, and each week we're going to use one of five stones to remind us of our virtue. So, this week, you need to go out and get five of these. Can you see? This is an example. You you know, you can go to your neighbor's flower garden and just take five stones. (laughs) Or, better yet, oh, like me, you can do this. Go to Hobby Lobby and pick yourself up some of these. Now, there's more than five, but um, this is (laughs) $1.50. Who who can't? Well, I guess there are some that can't, but... Um, If you can't afford let me know. I'll send you some of these. But either way, next Sunday, is uh, we're going to start with a video and we're going to use our first stone. So get some of these, five of these. Okay, that's it for me. Thank you, friends, for joining me. And this coming Wednesday, three days, Monday, Tuesday, is Ash Wednesday, the start of Lent and our road to Calvary. So check your email. We'll be sending you another video highlighting our fasting and almsgiving initiatives that will begin on Wednesday. It will also be in our app, uh, of course, and website. So, all right. Thank you, my friends, brothers and sisters. Until then, blessings and peace upon you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now let's go out there and proclaim and tell others about Jesus. And we will see you tomorrow.